Welcome to the Life is a Journey podcast, where my goal is to help you to strive, thrive, and be all God has called you to be. No matter what comes, we can make it in this journey, because life is a journey. Welcome back to the Life is a Journey podcast. In this week's episode of Life is a Journey, the topic of discussion is, what time is it? That's right. What time is it? So once again, I like like I like to start every single episode. I would like to thank you for taking out time in your day to tune in to the Life is a Journey podcast. I truly just want to thank you and celebrate you and just 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 give you what's due unto you for taking out time in your schedule to tune into the life is journey podcast. Um, you don't have to do it, you know, but those of you that do, I truly just want to take this time and appreciate you because I pray once again, that it's been a blessing to you just as much as it has been a blessing to me. You know, this is an opportunity for me to be able to speak into your life or to, you know, to encourage you, and, and, and things that we all face, some things that I'm facing, some things that, you know, you may face down the road. So ultimately, we are help one to another. As I jump off into this podcast, one of the things I want to mention is, you know, how this came about. You know, I um, I was watching a video that somebody sent me and it was in regards to giving some information about you know um this recent war with ukraine and russia and it just really made me have a, a wake-up call moment if you will and just a realization moment as well that Time is drawing nigh. You know, I mentioned it a lot on this on this podcast and nobody knows. Nobody knows. You know, it seems like since 2020, things have truly advanced. You know, when I was younger, I used to always hear the preacher or hear different um, fellow believers, you know, ministers and, and, and um, different clergy speaking about you know, the return of Jesus Christ, you know, we living in the last days. And I didn't, I didn't, I never really wanted to accept that. I didn't. And the reason why, and many of us, you can, you can agree or disagree or, you know, but ultimately this flesh wants to live forever. It does. You know, I don't, you know, the flesh Notice keynote, the flesh wants to live forever. Your soul, however, your spirit has this this longing to be with Christ. You know, I believe it was Paul that said um, for me to live is Christ and, and for me to die is gain. And that's so powerful. Some people may not understand it, but to live is Christ. So if I'm living I am a representative of Christ. That means Christ is 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 I I am his represent representation. But if I die, that's a gain. It's not a loss, it's a gain because I get to be with him if I've lived a righteous and holy life. So, I want to go over this particular scripture. I have a few other scriptures, but I just want to read a little bit of this particular scripture that leads into this week's episode about what time is it? And it's coming out of Matthew's the 24th chapter. I'm not going to read it in its entirety. When you get an opportunity, please read, read this, read this entire chapter. And this is the new living translation. So it says, starting at verse one, as Jesus was leaving the temple grounds, his disciples pointed out to him, the various temple buildings. But he responded, do you see all these buildings? I tell you the truth. They will be completely demolished 
Not one stone will be left on top of another. Later, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives. His disciples came to him privately and said, Tell us, when will all this happen? What sign will signal your return and the end of the world? Jesus told them, Don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name, claiming, I am the Messiah. They will deceive many, and you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these signs must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. But all this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come. Then you will be arrested, persecuted and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it. And then the end will come. And I'm going to stop right there at verse 14. Um, like I said, when you get an opportunity, read um, Matthew 24 as an entirety. You know, um, it, it saddens my heart. And, you know, I can't even imagine what the wives of different soldiers uh, of Russia, you know, are going through. And there are. You know, I know we we all we all try to process things in the best way that we can. But one thing and I'm not a perfect man, and I just want to say this because we have to be careful what we make memes about. We have to be careful what we um, make fun of because we very well could be in a position where push come to shove where we, you know, may have to be that one that's going to war. God forbid, you know, I, I, I for one don't want to, you know, but I pray and believe that if it came to that, that God would keep me and God would keep my family. Um, so we yeah, we just got to be careful with that, man. You know, this this is a time a very sensitive time in our lives and in all creation that we must be alert and aware because in the midst of this the enemy will desire for us to get distracted and lose sight that everything that I just mentioned, just those few scriptures verses 1 through 14 that these are the signs of the time time of the last days. And once again, the flesh wants to live forever. However, you know, just real quick, we we were designed in the beginning to live forever. You know, we know that there was a fall of man with when when Adam, him and Eve that they ate from the tree that they weren't supposed to eat from. You know, they disobeyed God. And further, if you look into the book of Genesis, if I'm not mistaken, that's where it can be found. Um, angels were coming down and sleeping with with women. And then that's how it became about giants. And God became very, you know, angry. And he said in his word, that his spirit will not strive with man always. And that's when the the story and the situation occurred where he said that he was going to wipe out all humanity. And he did with the great flood in which we know Noah warned the people about there being a great flood to come. There were warning signs. 
you know, for example, real quick, when you um, get something, you know, that is tangible, very um, subs- is is prone to to possibly break. There more than likely is either a caution or a warning sign that is labeled on the box to let you know. Warning. Don't have this around anything that that's flammable or, or combustible, combustible, combustible. I think I said it right to where it can explode. You know, certain hair products you cannot have around uh, uh, flames or anything of that sort because it can cause things to to combust. Um, we know that you're not, you're, you're not supposed to smoke a cigarette or light a cigarette around at a gas station or what have you. These are different things that we know. The warning signs are there and some people ignore them, you know, even for example, when it comes to being overweight with our health, um, and and being in a position to where you wind up becoming pre-diabetic or diabetic or getting cancer and different things. And I'm I'm not making light of the situation. I I don't wish that anybody would get cancer. But one thing that I'm mindful of over some things that I've learned over my 33 years of life that cancer became you know because of our eating habits. You know, even diabetes it, it it becomes because of our eating habits. It's not necessarily a thing of, oh, well, it's, it's, it's in my blood or it's, it's in, in my family. No, we have the ability to break generational curses. We have the ability to be the one that stops what has taken place for so long. We have that ability. We have the ability to be the one that stands up and say, I'm going to live for God. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, I know some people may feel like, oh, why are you so uptight? Or why are you this, that, and the third? It don't make me uptight. And, and I still yet live a life to the best of my ability that pleases God. I'm still going to have fun. I'm still going to live the abundant life that he promised me. He said that he came that we might have life and life more abundantly. I'm still going to joke and, and, and play and, you know, have fun. You know, just because I'm a believer, just because I'm a follower of Christ does not mean that I'm not going to live a life to where I can have fun and be in enjoyment. You know, do I have things that I need to work on? Yes, we all do. Every single day, every single day you have an opportunity to work on something in your life that that isn't or doesn't exemplify Christ, you know. He is he is and he was and is the perfect example that we ought to be, you know. Um, it's time, man. It's time that we return our hearts to the to to being toward God, to being postured toward God in a place of worship, in a life that is in worship, a life that is pleasing unto him. You know, this flesh wants what this flesh wants. I'm I'm reminded when I was going to my dad's church, family worship center of church. Um, Pastor, Ta- Pastor, excuse me, Pastor Timothy Stokes and Pastor Tanya Stokes, his wife. And which Pastor Stokes said. On a video that I saw of the new members class, the flesh want what the flesh want. You know, and it starts with the small things. For example, I'm pretty sure many of you have some type of treat or some type something that you enjoy eating that, you know, is not necessarily good for your body or your health. And he mentioned about cookies, if I'm not mistaken, from what I recall. And I know for myself, that's one of my weaknesses, you know, and so. With that being said, I was like, man, that's so true. If you get yourself in a position where you can deny your flesh 
to say, no, I'm not going to eat that cookie. No, I'm not going to eat that cheeseburger or, you know, it's not saying that you can't have it. But you if you can have that self-control to say, no, I'm not going to eat this over something that is external that you will internally ingest. How much more would you be able to turn down, you know, something that, you know, you have no business, you know, doing if you're not married, you shouldn't be having sex. You know, um, you shouldn't be doing certain things. And we know these things, these things, excuse me. And the warning signs are all there. But when we mess up, when we make mistakes, we are the ones that have to live with the consequences after that. And God is not someone who condemns us. He's not someone who, you know, is is shoving it down our throat like people do. And bringing it back up in our face. I told you, you shouldn't. No, God is not like that. He doesn't. He doesn't desire for us to sin. He doesn't. He doesn't even. He doesn't desire for us to go to hell. Hell was never created as a tactic to get us to serve him. It was never created for that. Some people may feel like, yeah, that's what that's why hell exists. No. Hell exists. Because if you choose not to do right, that's where you're going to go. That's why it exists. It's not as a tactic because God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. That's what God has given us. If you look at it, prime example, God is love. The enemy is the opposite of everything that God is. Even when he was in when he was in, in heaven, when he was in glory, he was the 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 over he was the over uh the music in heaven. His name was Lucifer. He was over music. Then he got high and mighty, got prideful. God is love. Love is not not puffed up. That's how how the enemy got. That's how the devil got. He got puffed up and said, I, I want to be higher than him. I want to be above him. And and God said, OK, th that's what you think. That's what you think was going to happen. Not going to happen, Captain. Just like that. Kicked his butt out of, out of heaven. Like a, a, a lightning. <laughs> and. You know, we have to be careful. We have to be careful how we walk, how we talk, how we live. You know, I'm 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 reminded. You know, I was listening to a sermon, uh, Pastor Mike Todd in one of his sermons. This was like maybe earlier. And I know we only in, you know, we just entering into the month of March. Um, it might have been one of the early sermons in January or something like that. But he had mentioned about the scripture that says that we will, we have to give an account for every single idle word, idle words. So like, man, every single idle, idle word. What is that? Like, like the simplest stuff that you think like is nothing is something to God. We have to give an account for, for that. We have to give and also having to give account for every single thing that we that we do. Even that we think about it's being written down. We have to give an account for that. You know, it's just like, for example. Um, someone who works for for someone or under somebody. They have to give an account to their boss. You know, um, if someone does contract work, they have someone that they have to report to. You know, if they're they're building a house, they have somebody that they have to report to that has to make sure that they're doing their job correctly. They have to give an account for that. For every single thing that they do, they got to give an account to this this boss. In this case, God is the boss. And 
we know that God doesn't want us living in fear. You know, he knows that we're going to make mistakes. He knows that we're going to fall. Even though that a man may fall seven times, he gets back up. Some by Donna McClurkin. We fall down, but we get up. You're going to fall. But if you stay down there and wallowing in, 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 in everything, how can you ever get back up? How can you ever succeed? How can you be everything that he called you to be? How can you motivate and inspire and encourage other people? Get back up. What time is it? It's time for you to get up. It's time for you to live for God. It's time for you to have a personal relationship with him. It's time for me to live for God. It's time for me to have a devoted and a committed prayer life. It's time for me to walk this thing out. Put yourself in, in that place to say it's time for me. Let you be the one that 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 lets their light shine bright at work. Let you be the one that lets your light shine bright in your school. Let you be the one that lets your, your light shine bright in your church. Let you be the one that lets your light shine bright in your community. Let you be the one that, that lets your, your light shine bright on, on whatever platform that God has positioned you. In the NBA, in the NFL, in the NHL, in the MLB. Let you be the one that makes a change. I'm reminded of an episode that we recorded last year, the man in the mirror or the woman in the mirror. It starts with us. Michael Jackson made a song. He said, I'm starting and I'm starting with me. I'm looking at the man in the mirror every single day you wake up. I'm pretty sure you don't walk out the house without looking in the mirror. At some point in time, you look in the mirror because why? There is something that that you see that may be wrong or something that you may need to fix you want to make sure your hair is brushed you want to make sure that 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 your your hair is combed ladies that your your you know whatever uh style of hair that you're um wearing that is in place to work everywhere that you want it to be God wants us to be that way. We can't walk around with a mirror, but we have an opportunity to look in the mirror. We have an opportunity to look in the mirror of the word of God. We have that opportunity. That's our that's one of our mirrors that we can look at throughout the day to read it and say, OK, man, I, I, I need to get I need to work on that. God understands that. I'm reminded, I believe, I want to say it was Peter or Paul. Y'all forgive me. Um, but he told him, he said that when you, when you are converted, go and strengthen your brother. He knew that he wasn't yet where he needed to be. But he said, when you are converted, go strengthen your brother. So when you get, when you get yourself together, go strengthen your brother. It's not this me going to church, me listening to to the word of God, listening to different podcasts. I listen I listen to other other podcasts. I listen to other preachers and, um, you know, I listen to worship music and and things that inspire me, that uplift me in my spirit to help me to to stay in a place to to live for God and not just to live for God. But to feed my spiritual man. Because the more we feed our natural being. One is going to override the other. Bible tells us that there is a constant war. Constant war. Between your flesh and your spirit. Constant. But whichever one you feed the most. That's the one that's going to be the strongest. And. You know. We have to feed the spirit, man. So that when we get put in that place of temptation, when we get put in that place of being tested and tried, that our spirit, man, will will rise up 
and be able to have that self-control, to be able to have that self-discipline, to deny our, our, our flesh of what it wants. To walk away from that man, to walk away from that woman. If you know you, if you're not married to walk away from that relationship, if you know it's not right. If you know God is not saying she's the one or he's the one. It takes an ear. Said he said. He that have an ear. Let him hear. What thus saith The spirit of the Lord. To the church. The church is you. Church is not the four walls that you enter in. On Sunday or Wednesdays. Or when you go worship. That's not the church. The church is you. That's a place where we gather to worship together, to be strengthened. He said, forsake ye not to, for, forsake ye not to assemble. That's why we assemble. We come together to be strengthened, to be encouraged, to draw strength from one another. Man, I truly thank God thus far for this, this, this episode because Thus far, man, I haven't even got nowhere near into my notes. And I thank God for that because God has an awesome way of having his way. When we move ourselves out of the way, he can have his way and say what he needs to say. It's amazing because he said in the beginning, he said, let us make man. I believe this is on the fifth or the sixth day. He said, let us make man in our image and likeness. He created them male and female. We are beautifully, fearfully and wonderfully made in his image. And because we are made in his image, we have the ability for him to speak through us. We have the ability to say everything that he desires for us to say to others. <laughs> it's amazing. We have the ability to write songs that can touch and impact the lives of someone that may be going through a hurt, hurting time, the loss of a loved one. That we have the ability to write a song that will strengthen somebody's spirit that is going through a difficult test of their faith. When the enemy attacks, we have the word of God to defend that attack. We have the ability to go through, to, through excuse me, go into spiritual warfare. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but spiritual wickedness and, and high powers and dark places and high places, excuse me. That's what we wrestling. We're not flesh. We're not. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. That we ain't fighting against that. It's spirits and, and, and man, it's it's deep. It's deep. So I got a few scriptures here that I want to mention. Before I uh, make mention of some of the notes that I have here for you. So we got we have Mark 13 and 32 and it reads. But of that day and that hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the son, but the father. Matthew 24 and 7. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famine and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. Luke 21 and 11. And great earthquakes shall be in diverse places and famines and pestilence and fearful sights and great signs shall there be from heaven. Matthew 21, 24. Uh, I'm sorry. I can't read that. Um. Joel 2, 
verses 28 through 32. I'm going to read a, a, a little bit of it. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. These are these things shall take place. God said it. He is not a man that he shall lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. His word goes out. His word goes out and performs everything that it said it would. You know, the other day, this was Monday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, no, forgive me. I'm sorry. I want to say this might have been Friday. This might have been Friday. I'm trying to remember. I believe it was Friday. Yes, it was Friday. Um. I had went to the gym earlier than I normally do. And on my way back home from the gym, I don't know if my eyes were deceiving me or what. I really I wish I would have taken a picture of it because, you know, it, it would have been proof for me to to show others that, that maybe my maybe my eyes were deceiving. Maybe they weren't. But if I'm not mistaken. If my eyes weren't deceiving me, I saw a rainbow, y'all. Mind you, it was snowing on Friday. It was snowing. It had started maybe late uh, or early Friday morning. And it was still yet snowing maybe midway until Friday afternoon. But it was snowing that morning and I saw a rainbow in the sky. I saw a rainbow. Where in the world or in in this time in, in times have you have you ever seen a rainbow in a, in daytime or, you know, <laughs> of course, daytime. But where have you seen a rainbow during this time or season of the year? Normally, a, ra a rainbow is only seen after after rain. Now. I'm not saying I'm not trying to add or take away from the word, but that it would just it just caught me off. And I'm like, it, it is not my windshield. I saw a rainbow. So. I don't know if my eyes was deceiving me, like I said, I wish I really wish I would have gotten a picture of it. Timothy for first, excuse me, first Timothy four and one. Now the spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter time, some shall depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. So I'm going to touch on that real quick. So when it's, it's speaking about this, it's saying that some shall depart from the faith. Some people are going to fall away and stop living for God. Don't let it be you. And if you don't have a relationship with God, now is the time. That's what time it is. It's time to, to, if you've been out of church or excuse me, if you've been. Um, if you backslidden, if you've been back in your old ways, come back to God, return back to God. Seek his face while he can be yet sought. Draw unto him while he is yet near. Because there's going to come a day and time where we won't be able to openly and publicly worship and mention or talk about God. There's going to come a day and time where we won't be able to, to buy certain things and do certain things. There's going to come a time where we will be persecuted and killed for his name's sake. Like I said earlier, to for me to live is Christ, but for me to die is gain. Nobody wants to die. We all want to live a full life. We all want to be able to do certain things in this life, go on certain trips and experience certain things in life, the finer things in life, if you will, you know, see our, our children get older and have 
their families and have grandchildren. And, you know, we all want to experience that. But God, he is the author and the finisher of our faith. And I'm just I'm just trying to my best as a as a man of God, as a young man, as a husband, as a father, as a brother, as a son, grandson, nephew, friend, co-worker, employee, however you all the, all these different hats to live for God. And it's time, it's time to to turn toward him, to turn our hearts toward heaven. He told us to set our affections on things above, not of this world. Don't get me wrong. You don't want to be so, so, so heavenly or spiritually, you know, having your mind up in the cloud. I, I shouldn't say in the clouds, but to, to where you're of no earthly good, you know, you want to have a balance, you know. But in order to set our affections, you know, when you set something somewhere, it's in that it's in that place. So if I take a, one of my favorite cups and I set it on the top shelf and I leave it there, it's set. In the same way, we ought to set our affections on things above of what it's going to be like when he comes back. For his people. I pray that I'm one of the ones. I pray that you're one of the ones. God does not want any man to perish. He does not. Or woman. He doesn't want none of us to perish. But he, he wants us to come to repentance. He desires to have a relationship with you and I. He desires to, to commune with us. He paid the ultimate sacrifice. He came down from glory and went through a brutal beating and crucifixion and, and hung, bled, and died for our sins. He was without sin. Scripture said, be angry and sin not. When Jesus went, braided up a cord and went into the temple and beat those people out of there because they were doing, they were, you know, selling in, in, in the house of the Lord. He said that his, my father's house shall be called a house of prayer. Y'all in here doing all this, this foolishness. But he didn't sin. He did not sin. I just thank God, man. He he he's truly awesome, man. He's truly awesome. And uh, moving right along, Luke twenty one and twenty five, and there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. Luke 21 and 36, watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the son of man. And I have a lot, a few other here, and I'll make, make sure to um, have them listed in the notes. I want to, um, for the next, for the remainder or for the yeah, for the remainder of this podcast, just make mention of a few things about this this most the most one of the most recent things that has taken place. And like I said, that that really caught my attention to talk about this topic of discussion about what time is it? And that's the most recent um event or what has been taking place and it's been all in the news. And that's um, the Ukraine and Russia war it says as the Russian offensive on Ukraine enters its fifth day, we track the fighting and how we got here. It says who controls what in Ukraine? Battles continue across the country as Russian forces forces close in on the capital. K. 
Oh, I'm not even going to try that. Kiev. I'm forgive me if I mispronounced that. Home to some three million people. Blasts have also been heard across the country's second largest city, Kharkiv, located near Ukraine's border with Russia and home to about 1.5 million people. Man, this is uh, very, very hard to, to take in. Because just empathize, you know, what if this was happening to the United States? What if this was happening right now to us? We wouldn't be, <laughs> you know, making no memes and different things. And I, I'm just I'm just saying that because this is a very serious time that we living in. It says, where are Ukrainians fleeing to? More than 500,000 people have fled Ukraine into Poland and other neighboring countries in the wake of Russia's invasion. The United Nations Refugee Agency, UN, UN, UNHCR, says the latest, excuse me, says the latest and still growing count had 281,000 people entering Poland, more than 84,500 in Hungary, Hungary. About 36,400 in Moldova, over 32,500 in Romania, and about 30,000 in Slovakia. UNHCR spokeswoman Shabia Mantu said, said, the rest were scattered in unidentified other countries, she added. People are waiting up to 40 hours at the border crossing to Poland. As cars line up for 14 kilometer or nine miles, cars have been backed up for several kilometers at some border crossings as authorities in Poland, Slovakia, Hungary, Romania and Moldova, Moldova mobilized to receive Ukrainians and provide shelter, food and legal help. Most of the arrivals have been women and children. All men aged between 18 and 60 have been prevented from leaving Ukraine to stay and fight. Man. Just imagine being in that position to have to to fight for your life, to fight for your country. You know, without a choice, you know, we know that the United States Army and the Marines and the Navy Majority of our fellow veterans and those who have served our country have done it by choice. Imagine being in a position where you have to fight. That's between the ages of 18 and 60. At 60, you would not. You would not imagine having to be in a place of. Having to fight. For your life and for your country. That's an age where you you're retired. You you know, you enjoying life, if you will. Man, my heart and, and our prayers go out to, to them. Truly, truly. This is a trying time. Says Ukraine death toll. What we know so far. Ukraine's health ministry said on Sunday that 352 civilians, including 14 children, have been killed since the start of Russia's invasion on February 14th. It also said 1,684 people, including 116 children, have been wounded. On Monday, the UN said at least 102 civilians, including seven children, have been killed in Ukraine since Russia launched its invasion, but warned that toll was likely far higher. It's not clear how many Ukrainian and Russian soldiers have died so far. And as we wrap this episode up of Life is a Journey, I just want to take this time to say if 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 you don't know God, 
If you don't have a relationship with him, with him, if you don't have a church home, if you don't have a place where you can gather with fellow believers, I say to you, beloved, get your house in order. I rec I, I I welcome you to Refuge Temple Church of Flint. We're located, I believe the address is 4400 West Carpenter Road. Um, Y'all forgive me if I gave out the wrong information. I'll make sure to put that in notes. But it doesn't have to be refuge. Wherever you feel that you can grow, wherever you feel that you can have a relationship with God, that's where you you and your family should go. And if you, you know, if you don't have family, it's just you. I reckon I truly, I truly urge you to get yourself in that place. That's, that's just one of the many things to do. But first and foremost, as you're listening to this, if you have backslidden, if you are struggling with your faith, if you're struggling with your walk, Repent. He said, says, he said to repent means to turn, not to do a 360, but to do a 180 to simply turn from. Turn from what you're doing and turn to God. If my people, which are called who are called by my name, will humble themselves. Turn from their wicked ways. Pray. Seek my face. I will heal the land. I will deliver them and heal the land. I'll do it. But first we got we to gotta repent of our wicked ways. That's what That's what time it is, man. It's time to to surrender to God. It's not an easy thing to do because this flesh, the flesh is stubborn. The flesh wants what the flesh wants. Until that day that he appears. It's time to, to work. It's time to. Tune in to to hear what his his spirit is saying to you. To be aware of the signs of the time. To be connected to him, to be close to him. Song by Fred Hammond said, "Just to be close to you." That's my desire. I don't know about you, but just to be close to God is something about it. It's a peace. It, it causes for a peace in your spirit. When we can connect with God on a daily basis. He said he said that he will give us a peace that surpasses all understanding. When you're facing. All kind of trials and tribulations, he can, he's the only one that can give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. Yeah, your spouse can be there to support you and love you and encourage you and to guide you through what you're going through. But God, he he's, he said, I'm a jealous God. I'll have no other gods before me. And we have to be careful that we don't put our spouses or our children or our jobs or uh, any materialistic thing before him. Even when Moses was, was leading the children of Israel and he went up on the mount to spend time with, to, to be with God, they 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 got all <laughs> been out of shape and, and impatient. And, and, you know, they they decided uh, to tell Aaron, say, hey, you know, build us a, a God that we could see. And, and you know, they they made a, a, a golden calf, if I'm not mistaken. And they started worshiping this thing, dancing and, and all this foolishness. So we can't put nothing before God, nothing. 
not your shoes, not your purses, not nothing. And I, I, I'm talking to myself. We can't put anything before him. What time is it? I'm not talking about the time on your clock, in your car, on your watch, on your phone, on your alarm clock, on your nightstand, on your television, on your computer, on your laptop. I'm not talking about that time. It's time to get right. It's time to live right to the best of our abilities. When we do our part, God will do his part. You know, it's 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 a partnership. You know, and in a partnership there's 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 more than one person. If both people are working together, it 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 goes so much smoother and easier, if you will. But God is like, I'm I'm here to help you. But if you don't do your part, if I don't do my part, what 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 can I expect? What should I expect? I got to do my part. What time is it? I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Life is a Journey. I pray that thus far, I pray that you've had a blessed and wonderful Black History Month. I pray that you may have been able to attend some Black History programs or be able to um, gain some knowledge and some new information about us as a people. Um, Me being a black male, I learned some things that I did not know on yesterday or um, in our black history program in my church for our youth. I was able to volunteer and be a part of that. I learned some things that I did not know. And um, I also discovered entrepreneurs and, and, and um, that are right amongst me at my at my church. And um, truly, it's important that we invest in one another and um, support one another. So it's, it's, it's truly important. And um, just continue to to gain knowledge. He said, my people perish because of lack of knowledge, not just knowledge, you know, of the Bible, knowledge of the world, knowledge of these things that are taking place financially, all things that are that that you can obtain knowledge wise. You can never have too much knowledge. You can never have too much wisdom. If any man lack of wisdom, let him ask of God who gives freely and abradeth not. I want to thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of Life is a Journey. And until next time, be blessed. At the end of the day, I want to inspire, motivate, and encourage you to be all God has for you to be. And remember, until next time, to always live, love, learn, and grow.